Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hi, this is Christy Walsh with Surfing the Psychic Waves, and welcome to 2019. I can't even believe it's here, finally. So welcome to this episode on Inflow Radio, and I'm really excited about my guest today. We'll be surfing the astrology waves and taking a look to the skies as uh, we start off this year. It's going to be wild. And my special guest star astrologer today is Elizabeth Pendleton of Elizabeth's Oracle. She's a light worker, astrologer, and musician. She's been giving readings for over 20 years to surfers around the globe. Um, and her musical background uh, includes a professional singer-songwriter certificate from the Berkeley Online School of Music, uh, where she presently continues her studies in music and learning all sorts of new things. And she has a background in the Celtic harp. So she's pretty tapped in. So you can find out more about Elizabeth at elizabethsoracle.co. You can find her on the web. She has great YouTubes. And a great blog that just went up, I think, this morning. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hello there. And hello, listeners. Hi, everybody in flow, <laughs> flowing into uh, 2019. I know. My God, I can't believe it's just there. how excited I was for just a new start. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. astrology-wise, I think you've been doing a lot of research, and it looks like there's a lot of stuff happening. Oh, for sure. For sure, <laughs> um, we we just got a mix of of things that seem very different, and yet we've got to figure out how to integrate it all because astrology is the study of where the ten planets, the two nodes, and a bunch of asteroids are, depending on how deeply people go into it. I keep an eye on the ten planets and the nodes, um, and they they you know I have my hands full. <laughs> Yeah. So can I, can we just sort of clear up uh, a couple of questions I always have to ask myself? And I'm sure listeners out there have asked questions about this before. And that is when you mean nodes, what what are we talking about? Are we talking about the moon or what is like a north node and a south node? Sure. Yes. So those that you're correct, they are referring to the moon, the lunar nodes, and there is a north one and a south one, and they change signs every 18 months, and they are always in each other's opposite sign. So they had been uh, in Leo and Aquarius the last um, for the last cycle up until this past November, and they just switched over into Cancer Capricorn. And in this case, it is the South Node in Capricorn and the North Node in Cancer. Um you know, and, and obviously they'll go around the wheel and, you know, another time we'll have a north node in Capricorn and a south node in Cancer. But this one right now, so I don't confuse people, is the south node in Capricorn, which tends to represent our past and the lessons we've learned, the experiences we bring in, um, particularly when you're looking at a birth chart. And collectively, this is our experience when we're talking about it uh, in this general sense Um not specific to your birth chart. Now, the North Node always represents where we're going. 
Um, so it being in cancer, the water sign. So we're talking about domestic issues. We're talking about emotional security. Uh, we're talking about caregiving. All of those Cancerian um, and both, of course, are cardinal signs. So we're stirring up some of the cardinal <laughs> energies and uh, the, the North Node will find itself opposite right now of the Sun Soon Mercury on the fourth, Mercury goes into Capricorn. But more importantly, or just, you know, they're all important, but Saturn and Pluto are in Capricorn. And um, at the end of the year, Jupiter goes into Capricorn. So we've got a lot of Capricorn energy in the house. <laughs> so what about, you know, Saturn's kind of a big deal. It's, it's yes. a pretty planet to begin with. And then Pluto, it's like, you know, off in Never Never Land. And then it's like, in Capricorn, changing all these things. Right, it's real till it it isn't. (laughs) Yeah, for something so far away, it definitely is changing a lot of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. so what does Saturn mean in Capricorn? Okay, well, Saturn, and and as we start up the year, there's an interesting, few interesting things to note. We have a lot of homecomings. So Mars literally on New Year's Eve came home to Aries, uh, Mars rules, the sign of Aries. Um, just in November, Jupiter came home to Sagittarius. And um, about a year ago, Saturn came home to Capricorn. Um, and the significance of this is that we're starting cycles. When a planet comes home, that means you know, how they go from the beginning sign all the way through all 12 signs, depending. Um, Mars is the easiest example. So now that it's in Aries, it'll take it two years to work its way all the way around the wheel of astrology. So Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, etc. In order it goes around. So we're starting a two-year cycle on one level with Mars. Our Mars is where we put our passion, where we put our energy, um, that kind of thing. Then we move to Jupiter um, in that homecoming group. It's in Sagittarius. It takes 12 years to do its um, thing and make it around the um, Zodiac. So it will work starting a 12-year cycle um, with that. And Capricorn coming home to, I'm sorry, Saturn, I always get those interchanged, um, ruling planet of Capricorn is now home, um, been home for about a year. But as people who are familiar with the dreaded Saturn return, no, that's a, um, about a 29-year cycle. Um, so it's just interesting that we have these short term and much longer term cycles that are beginning um, as this year gets underway. Um, and the Saturn Capricorn thing that you're talking about, that's, that's a lot of agreeing energy, as are Jupiter and Sagittarius and Mars and Aries. There's a, there's a, a match, a resonance Um you know, this is this is great placement for Mars loves to be in Aries. They're very similar energies, you know, like, hey, let's do this. <laughs> As you know, I and, and and Jupiter in Sagittarius, the way that I like to think of those Jupiter in Sagittarius is like, you can do it. And Mars is just do it. <laughs> and um, Saturn, um, our friend Saturn uh, being home in Capricorn is. I wouldn't say he's saying, how are you going to do it? He's trying to give us the structure and build the scaffolding to do it. So in the body, um, people familiar with Saturn will know Saturn. uh, It represents the bones, the teeth, 
uh, our structure, you know, and then um, the, in the home, it's associated with parents and parenting um, and a little more on the patriarchal side or the paternal side, um, uh, you know, and, and then on the planet, we think of it, that planet that you just alluded to, which we are actually finding all this new information about, which is actually really exciting, um, you know, from the astronomy world, the scientific world. Um, the rings are around that. So we're, again, there's a, a different structure to all the other planets in our solar system. So we do think of that um, as a structure and sometimes limitations, although that, that word can have a negative connotation. But if you think about it, it's, it's giving form. Um, how big is the container? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like um, everybody that's been incubating ideas and wondering when to sort of get them off the ground, it seems like into something more concrete and real, it, this would be the time to do it. These first two months of the year are really important. And I think that they're going, like the, the people who know astrology pretty well might have recognized that, you know, Jupiter being home in Sagittarius, Sagittarius is a fire sign, Mars being at home in Aquarius, Aquarius is our second out of our three fire signs. Um, they're also the real astute people, though, Uranus is back in Aries and at the very late degrees of Aries. And on the seventh, Venus goes into Sagittarius. So we're going to have Venus and Jupiter working together for about a month. And we have now Mars um, and Uranus and Aries till about mid-February for Mars. And then at the uh, March 6th, Uranus heads into Taurus um, for that long, long transit. And that's going to be through like 2025, um, and I, I don't think it's completely done until 2026. I'll try to pull up the dates. I know, I know, I did, and I was like, I, it's like Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus all kind of change, start changing signs 2024 to 2025, 26 in there. But basically, we're we're there once, and Uranus yeah. goes in there, man. It's we're looking at it. That's a solid for the next six, seven years. Yeah. So uh, Uranus going into Taurus. It's kind of like we had an explosive sort of last, you know, six years, seven years or so. And then now going into Taurus, it seems like maybe things get a little more settled down in that area. Stable. So a little bit more stable. Yeah. So I think Uranus, um, and I've looked at this planet a lot. Um, I <laughs> it's believe... fun. I mean, it's <laughs> if you like a wild ride, if you're adventurous. <laughs> yeah. I think the access is actually on its side. It's like not. You know, right. north and south, it's like goes east and west. It has a corkscrew. Like Ooh. there's lots of interesting things on the astrology side, but yeah. astronomy side. Yeah. But it seems like um, we've had all this energy coming out of Uranus and now we get to sort of give it form also. Grounded. Yeah. Absolutely. So Taurus is Earth, like constellation yeah, fixed of Earth. Earth. Fixed yeah. Earth. Yeah. The elements fixed of Earth and the modality is fixed, whereas um, all the planets in every, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about, Mars and everything in Capricorn and the North Node in Cancer, those are all cardinal, which means they're an initiating energy. They get things going, get things moving. So now that um, Uranus will be settling into Taurus in March, and that helps me finish the other point I was 
like you and I just chat and blah, blah, blah. But um, these first two months of the year with all that fiery energy are going to feel really active and we're going to feel really motivated. And so, yes, it is a good time to be getting things underway. Um, and as those as those planets shift out of the fire signs and particularly with Uranus changing signs in March, that's when it's almost like I keep thinking the year kind of reboots, you know, yeah. or we really get a sense of what this year is going to be like. These first two months, I feel like it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be busy, but I I feel like it's really in March that it we settle into kind of what the energies are, are the more constant energies that are going to be with us are. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And then um, I think we have something with the sun, solar eclipse or something? Oh, gosh, we have five eclipses this year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> go big or go home, right? <laughs> we start. Well, that's what's fun. I mean, this first week of the year um, is just to, to rattle them off. I mean, so on New Year's Eve, Mars is like, I'm not waiting for New Year's. I'm going right into Aries, which for a lot of people is like, thank God he's not in Pisces anymore. <laughs> it's not Mars's favorite place. But so we had that on New Year's um, on the 4th, like I was saying, Mercury goes into Capricorn on the 5th. We have a new moon partial solar eclipse at 15 degrees of Capricorn. And that's just going to have a huge stellium um, of Capricorn energy. So again, that idea of launching things or starting things or at least um, planning planning and, and and I would just say contemplation with what's realistic, you know, in your world. And maybe these first couple of weeks of the year will give us a sense of, you know, we all come out of the gate like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you start to see, oh, wow, no, I couldn't, um, you know, get my taxes done, create world peace and work out at the gym at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> in the first three days of the year. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, you know, and then, um, but after the Fifth. So on the sixth, Uranus goes direct. So Uranus that we've been talking about, it's been, you know, um, going backwards in Aries. So that changing direction, we're going to feel that, especially right on the heels of an eclipse. And then um, Venus heads into Sagittarius on the seventh. So it's just a very action packed start to the year, very lively. And I feel like those energies, that's what I was saying, they carry over to you know, the beginning of February into mid-February and and then just kind of play out as we wait for Uranus to then settle down into Taurus. But I don't see late areas before that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the I think the other thing um, we want to talk about is that there's a lot of Jupiter energy and Neptune energy that happens this year also. I'm so glad you brought that up. I was looking at my little list of dates to cover and I'm like, how are we going to get around to that? And that's really important because after we finish this very, very busy week, um, on the 13th of January, we have our first Jupiter square with Neptune. And this is the first of three. Um, and um, that's also on a day when Mercury and Saturn are conjuncted, by the way. So the Capricorn energy is going to keep playing into this. Um, but these Jupiter-Neptune squares um, that we're going to be having throughout the year, um, what, again, when we try to figure out what things are, we break them down into their elements. And um, 
I feel like this one is going to be about where we're living in excess. Um, and it's kind of some, some flashing yellow lights <laughs> um, to maybe tell us. So maybe it's a bill that comes in or maybe it's a check with the doctor, you know, um, just something where um, uh, we could be a little out of out of line or out of, you know, sync. And all those Capricorn energies are literally right there on that day, Mercury and Saturn conjunct going, okay, what are you going to do about it? Or here's how, here's a way to solve that or a structure to put that in. So um, Sagittarius, you, you guys, if anybody knows a Sagittarius, these are very affable, friendly, um, optimistic people, and sometimes a little overly dreamy. Um, you know, they just have this sense that everything will always work out and they'll always land it's in It's all their possible. Feet. It's all possible. <laughs> That's why I say Jupiter's like, you can do it, you know. And um, Jupiter, of course, is very expansive, but he can also be full of just gas, you know. <laughs> and so we can, you know, just get a little lost in that. And what's happening, it's in a 90-degree angle to our other realms of delusion and illusion and addictions, which is Neptune and Pisces. And, um, of course, no offense to the Pisces listing. It's a spiritual sign. It's empathetic, deeply artistic, and it feels so deeply in all of that. However, um, and Neptune, the other expansive energy, um, but these can be associated with addiction, um, uh, you know, alcoholism, all kinds of, it's like where we go way out there, but we don't come back. <laughs> so with those two squaring, um, I just feel like, wow, if that's kind of on the periphery of somebody's life, they're kind of dabbling or doing stuff that's like, eh, I could get into trouble doing this. This is probably when, again, the mill comes due. And the fact that we have three of them throughout the year um, is telling me that we'll have, we'll have a lot of opportunity to um, get the get those things on track. Um, so um, after January, the next one will be in June on the 16th. And then the final one is September 21st. So um, it's just something that we don't have to get obsessive about. I think we all kind of know what our little uh, escapes are. And there's a healthy amount, of, you know, to playing and you know, just taking some time off and not being in that Capricorn work, 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 Saturn thing. Um, but where we are tend to prone to excess, um, these are like three points there in the year where you may get the, um, you know, the kind of wake up call or the, uh, message of mm -hmm. where to weigh that in. <laughs> so I do have to confess that I have a moon in Sag, Sagittarius. <laughs> so my, awesome. uh, when I, when I sort of ran across this, um, it, it was either the YouTube uh, or the blog. I'm not sure which one it was right. that I was uh, looking at. But so if I look at Jupiter and Neptune and these squares, I would, my first thought wasn't illusion or, um, you know, any of the isms. Right. <laughs> it was more like, wow, Neptune is dreams and Jupiter makes stuff bigger. So how can I make my dreams come true? <laughs> Problems are or, squaring. <laughs> are squaring. So, or how could I sort of communicate in a big way about these dreams I want to accomplish? And then here comes Saturn in Capricorn sort of giving me the boost as far Mercury as, the same yeah, day. <laughs> trying to sort day. of get me to 
you know, be a little more specific or maybe not. So that's it. Yeah. See, or it could be the proverbial, um, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, where people, yes. oh, I yeah. want to be a writer and a producer and a dancer and some world peace. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> and then they're great. All of those are great. And there are times you can blend a lot of, you know, you can have a fundraiser that's, you know, a play that's, then the benefits go to your charity. I mean, there, there are some practical ways to combine them. However, <laughs> as we find with good old Saturn, you know, there's still 24 hours a day. And I know a lot of us in the, the our realms are kind of, well, stretch time, bend things and play around in there. But, um, you know, I think we, we kind of find we're still in a body. It needs to sleep. It needs nutrition. And, um, you know, so, so that could be a message for you, Christy, about which dream, you know, where do you want to concentrate? Yeah. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit more about Capricorn and, you know, we throw out these planet names and these, um, uh, uh, astronomy, uh, configurations like Capricorn or Saturn or Taurus, uh, um, these constellations in the sky, but, so Capricorn is a constellation in the sky, but what were the ancients or even current astrologers sort of looking at Capricorn as an energy? Like, what do they, what do they sure. identify Capricorn with? You, you've said it sort of before, but I need to hear it again because I have a moon in Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> a little distracted. I got a little distracted. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so Capricorn, um, again, is a cardinal So it is to help us start things and it's, but it's the cardinal earth. So it has a very physical um, element to it, which is going to go nicely in my opinion with the, with the Uranus transit of um, of fellow earth sign Taurus. But so Capricorn itself is um, it's earth and it's earth. And in astrology, we look at earth and water as feminine or the yin polarity um so it's got that quality to it um it's the 10th house ruler and 10th house issues have to do with recognition for our work um but it's also, yeah isn't that nice um and the, the cool thing about it where it, i see it working with sagittarius um in the sense of um they both sagittarius as you probably realize has it, it believes in its ideals you know, it's not that it's around preaching. Well, sometimes it can, but it, it, it's, it's, it's like, there's a I'd show. like a little utopia. Yeah. You know? you I'm not opposed to a little utopia. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is Capricorn believes in accomplishing things, um, but it believes in doing it with integrity. So in other words, this isn't, you know, oh, how do I get to the top? You know, just ruthlessly. It's, it's, it's not ruthless ambition. It is ambitious. And it wants to accomplish something, but it wants to earn those rewards, um, it, you know, because that's the thing. What That's the joy. Um, I don't know if you've ever um, done one of those walkathons or runs for whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A few years ago, I did one. And, um, you know, there was that idea, you know, that it's a 5K thing. And some people would, like, take side streets and kind of skip. And they get to walk around with the metal. You know what I mean? Oh, I did the such and such run. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking, wow, but I have something, yeah, we have the same metal, but I have something you'll never take from me, which was the pride that I trained for. And I got up on that cold, wet morning and we did it. I ran with this group of people who just, 
we did that as an intangible, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's irreplaceable and it's the person who does the shortcuts just won't ever understand that or appreciate it. And certainly they don't get to enjoy that. And Capricorn's kind of like that. It's, it's saying you want to do this thing, you're going to have to put in the work because again, it's Saturn ruled. And that's why these two go together or you'll see that a lot of the traits of Saturn are a lot like the traits of um, Capricorn, the, the conservatism, the austerity, the, you know, you know, cause, cause again, like part of Sag that can get like, sure, well, we'll get in shape. We'll run it five miles a day, but I'm going to watch a YouTube video first. You know? <laughs> yeah. So Jupiter, like, I like how, I like how you said that. So Jup- Jupiter has similar qualities to that Sagittarius constellation. Yeah. To the, to the cap cap one. Yeah. Did they yeah. both are, they both have, um, I would say that the common denominator is a lot of integrity mm-hmm. and, and you know, that's, a, that's a huge, um, property to have because when you expand that outwards, it really has meaning, you know, um, in substance. it's, it's interesting because it seems like the world is asking for integrity. Yes. And this clean out, which is where our friend Pluto, like you mentioned, he's kind of lurking in the background, but holy cow, absolutely, you know, getting the job done. I mean, Pluto's in Capricorn has been since 2008, December, 2008, um, or November, late November. Um, I'll go back and look, but, but that time, and again, is in that long transit through, um, 2024, 2025, um, you know, because they go into the next sign and then they retrograde a little back into the previous. So there's a little, you know, back and forth period. But solidly now Pluto is picking up momentum in um, Capricorn. It's just getting to the fun, <laughs> you know, degrees for, for it. And look how much is being reformed. And um, we're talking one of the other Capricorn things is institutions, governments, business. And we're seeing this, whether it's in the Me Too movement or, you know, just Pluto also, the other thing that you would know from being a Scorpio sun sign yeah. is Scorpio gets down to the dirty, you know, it gets down to the nitty, the gritty, the ugly side, the shadow, the underworld. Um, and so we've had all these. It's like, what's underneath that blade of grass? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hades. I mean, you yeah, know, you just, it's, that's, where Pluto goes and, and in Capricorn, it's out trying to reform because Pluto's real mission isn't just to expose all the muck and the dirty deeds and the, like, you know, obviously everything that we saw, um, you know, that, that we've been seeing, but it's to clean them out and, and reform them. And if we go back and we think the last Pluto transit of Capricorn was 1760 to 1778, yeah. And obviously, we had a revolutions around the world, changing governments to things that were more accountable to the people. Um, and the the one before that um, was fifteen fifteen. What is the Renaissance ish? Um, yeah, that, no, it was it, uh, with the uh, Reformation, so fifteen fifteen to fifteen thirty two ish. Yeah. Um, so the the big change was the church had all the power. That was the institution, and and. Um, you know, spirits like no, <laughs> we're giving more power, and that's where you see the Protestant Reformation, which was less centralized than the Catholicism that really dominated everything at the time. So it's this this change and reform of institutions, and that's 
you know, with a long transit like that, a 15 year um, transit, it, it needs that kind of time to eke away and to shift, transform things. Yeah. So Pluto's the great transformer. Yes. And if it's hanging out in Capricorn where there's a little more structure or discipline, um, it's like things are going to change. So there's a lot of, I'm hearing about a lot of people in Capricorn right now. So maybe you could just give us a little summary of how many planets are in Capricorn right now. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so when um, Mercury goes there on the 4th, we will have... um, the sun, the moon, Mercury, Saturn, Pluto, and the south node, which is six of the 12 bodies that I watch. So that's five out of the 10 planets and one of the two nodes. So that's why I was saying I just keeping up with those 10 planets is, you know, quite a handful. Um, and so that that moon um, is a really big moon for people. Um, if you could spend the next couple days reflecting um, or if you hear this prod, broadcast after, you know, you can always still work with that energy by just ritualistically tapping into it, you know, and connecting with it. But it's that that if there is a sobriety and a an austerity and a seriousness to Capricorn. Um, but it is trying to make a like, if you know, it's often the, depicted as the mountain goat or the mountain goat is a symbol of it. And think think about it. If you if you were going on a big mountain trek, uh, you would want to be very serious and pay attention <laughs> you know, to your planning and your you know exactly where you were going. I was thinking I, somebody had a, a website that was like a virtual Mount Everest. You know, for those of us who were going to go there, I'm like oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to keep climbing. Yeah. It's yeah. That's that's the same song. It's all about the climb. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess it is, you know, another sort of hint that we should be sort of looking at ways to increase our vibration or raise our energy or uh, think the bigger, more expansive thoughts, inclusive thoughts, something like that. Yeah, a couple of things on that outer level. It can be what we what reform we want to see, you know, in the in the world because when we give any of the three outer planets, Uranus. Neptune or Pluto were talking about global um, aspects and, you know, but it's also not selfish to take this time and reflect and especially at the beginning of the year on your personal goals, because that's another thing that's associated with Capricorn. You know, what's your goal? What are your goals for the year? And to sit with that and, and really get a sense of your daily life and, or in where you can fit that in. Yeah, so goals. It's like maybe now's the time that goals are going to work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I would. I would have. I would told people. I have clients. Oh, I'm trying to get this started right while Mars was in Pisces. I was like, good luck with that, you know. And you know, and it was that end of the year thing. And there's just something psychologically. I think we all kind of clear the mental slate and um, you know do do that thing of being able to come into the new year and. Um, start some new things and and Capricorn though is helping us looking at the long term and and helping us integrate what we want to do on a really practical pragmatic level Um, because again the earth signs will show us you know does this work or doesn't it 
Yeah. And it kind of um, brings it back to whatever we're creating is going to end up on earth anyway. Yeah. So this physical um, manifestation. Yeah. It can't be all illusion like Neptune. <laughs> right. However, <laughs> isn't astrology fun? That, that, you know, but I also don't want to discourage. Wow. I'm talking about um, another planet that's at home. See, Neptune always just like sneaks up on me. Um, Neptune is at home in Pisces. So this is like another um, planet that's in its home sign. I almost forgot about that. Um, so where we can go when I know for people planning and setting goals can seem a little overwhelming. Um, and also like if you've ever done that first week and you're like, oh, this is just too rigid. <laughs> this is just not fun. I'm not enjoying writing my first book or whatever it is. Um, Neptune's the kind of like time out, you know, Neptune gives us our like, let me go play, you know, let me remind myself of why I said I want to do this in the first place. What's, what's my, if it's something that's really meant for us, our purpose kind of thing, Neptune's what guides us to that in Pisces because it's, it's a very spiritual place and we can re- connect with our spiritual nature or essence plans you know even I know that plans isn't normally you know something people associate with Pisces but yeah what do we come in here for why why are we in this incarnation what do we sign up to do (laughs) and um, you know there's that element of it um, so that those goals are actually in you know working with that Um, but there's also play um, that's a really big part of Neptune. Um, you know, it's it's um, the the planet for musicians and artists. And it's not saying you have to graduate from Juilliard. It's saying all of us are creative. And when you feel stuck or like, oh, I've just worked all week and I really want to enjoy, um, that's where we can tune into Neptune and um, Pisces. Neptune in Pisces, either or, and um, find where we play and bring back the the joy in it, so that way we come back refreshed and ready to, you know, work more on those goals. Yeah. All right. So, I think we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some of the other planets that um, just kind of fell to the wayside, like Mercury. Yeah, we do. And maybe Venus. So, okay, we'll be back. Hi, this is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. Hey, I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. 
Hi, this is Christy Walsh from Surfing the Psychic Waves, and we are talking today on Inflow Radio with my special guest star astrologer, Elizabeth Pendleton. So welcome back, Elizabeth. Hello there, and hello, surfers. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. So we've been talking about lots of planets, lots of planets hanging out in the constellation of Capricorn, um, but we haven't really talked about Venus, and we haven't really talked about Mercury. So, well, I'm glad you brought them up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking they were a little left out. Uh, yes, yes. And, and they're such a part of this entrance into 2019. And um, as we as we go into the year, you're going to see. Um, so um, on my site, and this is even about plugging it, but there's a new blog post that has a chart. And that might help people actually see this and, and as they listen back and the reason I'm pointing that out is there's a big water trine um, as I'm looking at the chart and that means um, we have planets in water signs as well and that's going to be another big factor in the year and right now Venus is actually finishing up this long long journey through Scorpio um, that's that energy has been with us since last September because it was in Scorpio and then retrograded back into Libra and then had to come through Scorpio again. So it is just now finishing Scorpio. And that's what I was saying on the 7th. It gets happy and goes into Sagittarius. But we've had to do a lot of emotional purging and purification because that's what Scorpio does. It's the shamanic sign you know um it has to destroy what doesn't work <laughs> um it's fixed water it's very intense um and so we're coming out of that and of mars being in pisces so those two are kind of working together in their own way because pisces integrates what it's learned through that you know journey around the whole um wheel um but what's going to stay in water of course neptune we've been talking about and um the south node that we mentioned um, is in Cancer, our other water sign. And so for the whole year, we're going to have the south node in Cancer and Neptune in Pisces. So we're going to have a lot of water and that Mercury guy that you mentioned, <laughs> who's yeah. going to jump in and be at the Cancer, I mean, at the Capricorn party <laughs> um, for, the, for the big eclipse. Um, it's retrogrades this year, all three of them will be in the water signs. So, yeah. So it's kind of like, I feel like when I was writing my blog last night, I'm like, I'm not even going to try to explain the whole year. I've got to give it to you guys in bits and parts. So we get yeah, this. So, so not all, Mercury doesn't always do that, right? Sometimes it's just fire or air. And now I guess we're getting the water attention. Exactly. It, you know, typically, yeah, years will have, It'll, it'll just because it does it like every three years, I mean, three years, three, we wish, three times a year, um, and it does its retrogrades. Um, so, and we have, um, you know, just where it lands, it typically, one element such as water will be emphasized. So this year it's Pisces, um, and then it does a little Leo Cancer retrograde and then a Scorpio retrograde. <laughs> so, um and when you think of those working also with the North Node, trying to move us into alignment with where we're headed, 
what we want to bring in and um, Neptune just synthesizing everything. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely a water element and definitely I would just say to people keep reading up all the, the people here on in Flow Radio and other sources who keep trying to, I know that it, you know, we've all talked about this for a long time, but I think it gets stronger this year, this emphasis on being very aware of how much of your body is water, how much of our planet is water. Yeah. And kind of these new discoveries in science around water. I mean, I'll just leave it there, but there's, you know what I mean? There's a there's, lot going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. So this is, this is like the third piece. So there's that fire and enthusiasm getting us all started. There's the Capricorn element that's going to be sort of giving us, this, you know, structure all the way through the year. Um, and in fact, concluding with Jupiter going into Capricorn on December 2nd. <laughs> so it goes in there for a year after. Um, but this water element cannot be underestimated. It's going to be another big factor um, because one of the outer three planets, Neptune, is in a water sign. Wow. So a couple times, three times this year, Mercury and Neptune will be in codes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hmm. Three times. Yeah, they will. Okay. So, gosh, that's so interesting. This is why I kind of think of them as they're all my friends. Yes. <laughs> because if I don't, then it starts going down this really deep, dark Scorpio path. Like, oh, no, here goes Neptune. Like, well, that was the other thing when I was kind of saying before, like these first two months, especially the first month, six weeks of the year, just will feel really lively and you guys can get out there and kind of get, get some things done. Um, but it's that first retrograde, you know, that'll, that'll um, start um, in, you know, Mercury will be in Pisces. So as we get to that, you know, later February into March thing, you know, and of course the big Uranus shift, that's when, again, the, just the tone changes. So kind of enjoy all this, Happy Sagittarian, like Mars, you know, good thing. Getting the year off to off to a really lively, fun, animated start. Yeah, I don't think we've had such a big boost at the start of the year the last couple of years. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, you know, it's it's it, you know, Mercury enters Pisces um, on February tenth, and it. Um, enters the retrograde zone on February 19th. Um, so, you know, that's, and, and you know, we don't get our um, first retrograde um, until March 5th, which is actually, that's what I was saying, we get a lot of play. <laughs> we get a lot of room to play these first two months. <laughs> you know, to not have a Mercury retrograde for the first two months of the year is like, woo! But um, yeah, things start shifting when we get to early March. Great. Okay. But then hopefully we've all made our plans and goals and we're just going to keep moving forward with all that. And then Jupiter gets into the Capricorn party at the end of the year. So what does Jupiter and Capricorn sort of signify? Whoa. Now that's an interesting one. Um, we were touching on it a little earlier when we were saying, well, what do they have in common? You know yeah. what I mean? Because, you know, Jupiter is named after Zeus. Um, yeah. The Greek god and all Greek his guy. children. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, by all accounts, um, you know, considered a very benevolent energy, you know, yeah. happy, just wanting to give and be generous. 
Um, and so there, but, and there's that integrity piece now for Jupiter itself, this is its second house. So Jupiter's first house is Sagittarius. And so its second is Capricorn, which is earned income. Um, so this is our house of income, money coming in. Um, so it's also then adding to that massive stellium <laughs> of planets in Capricorn. So, you know, um, Saturn will still be there. Pluto will still be there. Um, and the other little fun bit um, is we're going to have our first Jupiter-Uranus trine because that's that Uranus and Taurus we've been talking about um, by the end of the year. So that'll be the first time um, that's on December 15th next year. So it'll be the first time that we see those two um, connect. And those are big energies. Jupiter is so expansive. Uranus, the wild card kind of energy, but they're both will be in earth signs. So this is, you know, it's going to be interesting. Just, I'm really kind of looking forward to that to see, well, what, how are they going to, you know, what are they going to create? Yeah. So Uranus has an orbit around the sun that's really long. Yeah. 84 Two. years. 84 years. Okay. And then Jupiter's 12? Yeah. And then Neptune? Neptune. I was just going to look that up for you last night. <laughs> but it's long. It's long. It's like 15, 18 years. Yeah. Neptune's doing his little illusion thing. Like, no, it's always. 18. No, it's 24. <laughs> if there's ever, if anybody ever hears me do these shows, or maybe, but Neptune is always trips me up. It's just like... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's pretty funny. Um, there was a, a place I used to work that had a conference room called Neptune, and nobody could ever find those people. Like once they went in there, like they were just gone for the rest of the day. It was great. Um, so Saturn, like it's it's kind of orbit around the sun. I guess 28? twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight, twenty eight and a half, twenty nine. That's why we have our famous Saturn return. Like Google, Google, tell me Neptune's uh, thirteen to fourteen years. <laughs> oh yeah, see. Yeah. So then, uh, and then Pluto's the really long one. Yeah. That's, that's the one's about 200, a little over 200 years. Because the last one, like that's what I was saying, was literally the last time was 1760 to 1778. Okay. And the one before that, like the Protestant Reformation one. So that's every couple centuries that it makes it through the sign of government's institution and business. But it's, like I said, usually it's when you look back on it, you go, wow, that really needed to happen. I mean, we were all a bunch of serfs, you know, during, before the Reformation, you know. Yeah, it kind of got rid of the fetal system. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, Fealty or something. Yeah, like and then think about our, you know, the American Revolution, the French Revolution that kind of came on the heels of the last um, Pluto Capricorn. It was this thing about the individual and our, our liberty and our you know, our true freedom. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's this purifier. And, and you know, it, Pluto obviously is also about power. Um, and Capricorn can be about money. So I feel like, gosh, if we look back on these, they've definitely redistributed wealth. Yeah. So, yeah. So what is Jupiter doing in Capricorn after all this wealth is distributed? Like kind of the big stuff is almost yeah, well, out of the way. Yeah, and, and maybe again the, the generosity um, aspect. You know, how mm. can how can we you know do things in a in a more because um, again that little utopia that you talked about. You know, how do we distribute things in a more even way? And and yeah, all that's going to carry through 
um, to the end of 2020. So we're in for a couple of years of a lot of Capricorn energy. Wow. It's just amazing. Because you can look at your own chart and go, oh, okay, Mercury's doing that, Mars is doing this, you know, Saturn's doing that. And then you, when you kind of zoom out and look at, oh, it's not just about me. It's about, you know, this society or this country or this whole planet is experiencing the same sort of vibration. And yeah, really one amazing. of the things that I see too, just like as an aside with um, Jupiter coming back into um, Taurus, I just keep getting this really strong hit. And maybe it, the other thing is to remind the listeners we talked about last time, but these are really harmonious um, angles between the outer three planets with um, Pluto so, and Capricorn and, and um, Uranus and Taurus. That's a trine. And right in between them is Neptune and Pisces, which creates a sextile to the other two. So these are like our happy, unlike that square you talked about with Jupiter and Neptune, um, the, you know, the, the, the big three are getting along. They're in like complementary places, places of cooperation harmony working together yeah to get big stuff done and so i one of the hits that i keep getting is we're going to see a lot of medical breakthrough and a lot of new science which is something that uranus rules and how it relates to the to the body yeah i i agree it just seems like we're so uh overdue and there's just been a lot yeah uh, we're discovering stuff that's so been- fast Per, uh, percolating with the Uranus yes. in Aries. And yes. then now with Taurus, I guess it can, you know, roots can be laid down and like it can go on to its next phase of development, whatever the technology and is. And implementation. Yeah. Access, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah and then, gets, remember Uranus is like electrical systems, breakthroughs, science, innovation, all these things and, and Taurus is, you know, the physical body and the, you know, our, what we call our five senses, which of course we have a lot, a lot more, but you know, everything that they're discovering and studying um, and new science that that's, that's happening um, about how we really work. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it brings it back to the body too. Yeah. Just it being an earth science. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then Neptune and Pisces. So one of the things that I noticed about Neptune and Pisces is that, you know, it seems like we're kind of due for a really big kind of artistic new thing, whatever that is. I'm 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 like a new impressionist era, or I'm trying to think of what else that could be. A new, um, a new type of, you know, I don't know, art that nobody thought of. Yeah, or maybe this is all, there's a, there's a couple things. I mean, sometimes we don't know what artistic period we're in until we're it's out of over. it. Yeah, You know exactly. what I mean? So yeah. when we look back on this Neptune transit, which I think started like a 2010, 2011-ish. Um, and again, I say ish because the, the planet will typically go into the new sign, but then go retrograde and go back into the old sign. So just like um, Uranus is doing now, it dipped into Taurus for a lot of 20. 18, but then went back into um, Aries. And so it, when it goes direct on the 6th, it stays in Aries, finishes Aries, then goes into Taurus. So we will look back on this Neptune thing and say, wow, from kind of, you know, 2010 to 2025, 26, what something big is, 
is bound to shift, but I think it's also a big message to the collective to be in, in our spiritual, be in touch with our spiritual practice, to be creating in our lives in any, in, in whatever way, you know, we have an, uh, an inclination, whether it's cooking or um, teaching or um, it is something, you know, actually artistic, you know, in that sense, but there's a lot of creative energy for all of us to draw from. And there's a very like double resonant spiritual energy with Neptune being in Pisces. Yeah, exactly. So, oh my gosh, we've learned so much in the show today. (laughs) I know. So um, tell me again, your website, elizabethsoracle.co. Yes, elizabethoracle.co, and um, they can sign up for a free newsletter. And I made a um, happy 2019 um, discount code. If any of your listeners um, for January would like to order a reading, um, they can put in happy 2019. That's just for the Inflow Radio listeners. Um, So they can get a reading, and we can pull up their chart and, and, you know, go specifically into someone's background. I'm available for readings. And... um, I do a monthly YouTube video. They can see those. And I'm um, yeah, back to blogging. So there's updates that are always on the front of the site when there's a new post. Oh, that's great. I know. I saw the YouTube. I thought it was great. Thank and the blog you. was great, too. It was very, very yeah. helpful. You kind of need to hear about these planets, you know, a couple times. <laughs> they're, they're, it's a busy year. I mean, it's, it's off to a really interesting start. Yeah. So partial eclipse on the 4th? 5th. Yes. Newman, setting intentions, big Capricorn stallion. All right. I think we're going to do that. So thank you so much for surfing with me on Inflow Radio. Uh, This is Christy Walsh. You can send an email to the station if you have any questions. Uh, Surfingthepsychicwaves at gmail.com is another way to do that. And I look forward to um, hearing about what all these planets are doing. And please uh, check out Elizabeth's site, elizabethsoracle.co. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. We've had so much fun. It's been great. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening and all the crew here for making this happen. Awesome. Thank you. surfing the psychic waves with me today on inflowradio.com you can find me on twitter at christina surfing or find me surfing the psychic waves on soundcloud or on facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing this show is brought to you by inflowradio.com the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.